0: Well, good morning. Uh, this is the second of our practice visits. And uh, this morning uh, we are being shown around the offices of DLR Group. And we're delighted to have Emily Roesler here, who's going to take us, take us around and talk about, talk about this, this architectural practice. Um, we are happy to have Emily here because she's a recent graduate of the programme and she could speak very directly to the way in which her experiences uh through the six years that she was with us are related to work in the real world if that's the right term for it so um emily has a lot of experience at um as a as a student that she's applied to the way that she, she works in this, in this architectural practice. And I think it gives us a really good opportunity to talk about the way in which the things that you experience uh, in education, the ideas, you know, the, um, the theoretical background to architecture, the way that that uh, plays itself out when it comes to working with real clients, real budgets, and buildings that are going to be built. So that's what we're gonna to do today. Uh, Emily, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, yeah. Do you want to say a few words?
1: Oh, sure. Um, hi, everyone. <laughs> thanks for having me today again. And um, I'm really for- uh, looking forward to telling you more about architecture and how architecture impacts the world today. Um, in you can do that. (laughs) That's a huge, exciting thing. Um, it's not something that, um, is out of reach and, um, it's just so special and you can really impact a lot of people, work with a lot of people, um, gain a lot of experience, not just in architecture, but learn more about, um, what teachers do, learn more about, you know, you get to work with many different professions um, in order to help them design the space that they uh, live or work in so mm-hmm. it's it's really a passion of mine and that's why I'm doing what I do today and um, yeah great.
0: yeah me. so I mean it's a very important uh, I think to understand that we as teachers really rely on people like Emily to tell us w- the way in which uh, education is uh, is is, is adapting to and helping her in practice. And of course, the world of practice, of course, the world of building changes all the time. So this is really a two-way discussion. How do, we, uh, how do we adapt the things that we do to suit the, the, the contemporary world of architectural practice? And, and it works vice versa. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yes. All right.
1: going to welcome you all virtually to the DLR Group Lincoln office. Um, We're currently standing in our reception space. DLR Group is a global design practice, um, so we do include architecture, interiors, um, and many of our engineering uh, disciplines here in DLR Group. Um, So it's really important for Uh, design practices to have a sequence of spaces that can give our, both our clients and our employees a sense of what we do and how well we do it. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to walk you through some of these spaces and talk a little bit more about our practice. So again, welcome to our reception area. This is the first thing that you see when you come into our office. Um, You'll be greeted by our receptionist if um, if you're our client, or a lot of times our receptionist is here before our employees. Um, So it's just great to see a friendly face up front. Uh, And then so if we walk back, we've created a gallery wall in our space. So this will give everyone a little bit of an idea of where projects are located. We are in the Lincoln office, so this is a map of Lincoln showing some Lincoln projects. And then we have a gallery wall full of projects that many of the employees here have worked on. Yeah. We have a couple of conference rooms. So I'll turn the light on here. So, this front conference room. Oh,
0: I'm pause real quick. So, one of the things we're going to talk about in the workshop is the idea. Of of trying out different ideas of design before you settle on the final design. Uh, we often call that design iteration, but it's different versions. And um, one of the things that's important to remember is that it's not necessarily your first idea that's the best idea. And what we do when we're designing a building is to try it out in, very dif- in different forms. And the way that we test it is by doing different, different drawings. So we can make an evaluation of what's the best option. So this is sort of behind-the-scenes type, type idea. So, Emily, do you want to talk about talk about these different versions for a project near here?
1: Sure, yeah. So um, this building is actually very close to the State Capitol building, um, and the building itself went through structural evaluation, and so if you think about, you can't change the inside structure of a building, we needed to come up with a different um, envelope or skin around the building. And so these drawings are meant to convey different types of uh, relationships uh, between the glazing, between the stone, um, and just go through what does this building look like next to the other buildings in context. So we have, uh, I think, at least four different iterations We also have some what we call precedent studies to help us sort of brainstorm and think of ideas. Um, And like I mentioned before, it's really important to think of these things in context. So what's around um, and how does that influence our different designs?
0: So one of the ways in which we test designs uh, in architecture and the different design disciplines is to make models. And models are really crucial for uh, looking at ways in which we can explore what the experience of the building would really be like. Uh, so this is a model of the Pinnacle Bank Arena and it's an excellent model for demonstrating what this building, how this building may turn out. It's a very close attention to detail, uh, a lot of the lighting is arranged to, to give you some idea of what that effect would be and again these are really important ways in which we gain confidence that a building is going to be a good building remember we can't build the building and then just expect it to be right we have to find different ways in which we can simulate that experience in advance emily drew is there things you want to talk about
1: yeah i think building models is really important especially to help people understand what the space will be like um and you know they can envision what an event in pinnacle bank arena would look like with this model so model, modeling is one way that we help showcase the building um, and help others understand how the building works mm.
0: these are particularly important for clients as well who may not necessarily understand architectural drawings mm-hmm. uh, and they uh, they get very excited when they see models because they start to feel like the building could be real and that is critical for the success mm-hmm. of a project so when you work When you're in college, our college would be asked to do lots of different models, different types of models, so that you can understand really what the implications of your building are going to be.
1: Another tool that we use in design is what we call virtual reality or VR um, capture. So we'll take our um, model that we've designed on the computer and we'll put it on the television and also project it through a VR headset. Um, This allows our clients to come in to this uh, VR lounge, per se, and review the building design and actually put them inside the space. Um, They can walk around, um, they ask questions, even things as close down to like, did you include locks on the cabinet? They can review things like that. So it really helps put them in the space questions and know exactly what the building's going
0: to be like when it's built. So this is also a good opportunity to talk about the way in which an architectural education uh, is something that students can personalize and ways in which they can relate their interests and their, and their personal experiences. So when you're studying the undergraduate, which is the first four years, we teach you about the profession, we teach you how to be a good architect when you do your graduate studies, which is, a, which is the next two years, then you have an opportunity of making uh, your education a little bit more personal. And I've always thought that the great thing about architecture is there's something in it for everybody. Everybody has different interests and architecture is very flexible like that. So, for example, you might be interested in materials, you might be interested in making things, or you might be interested in community, or you might be interested in landscape, or you might be interested in the importance of history. Uh, You might be interested in engineering. You might be interested in the idea of the future. And in many ways, all those aspects can be translated into architecture in a certain way. So one of the things that uh, I think that Emily can talk about is the way in which her graduate studies uh, and her personal interests were then translated into what she, she does in this profession. Yes, yeah?
1: so um, in school we had many projects that were focused on um, public works or places where community can gather. And those types of projects really gravitated um, or held true with me. Um, and so me uh, in school designed things like uh, a courthouse, um, a library, and when I thought more about how people really use that space and it's a space that they're going to remember and think of um, and use potentially on a fairly regular basis, uh, I really liked that idea. I really wanted to continue that into my profession or professional work. And so now I do a lot of school work. I work in K 12, and so I get to really have a hands-on experience designing spaces for students. Um, elementary school all the way up through high school so it's really been a pleasure to be able to continue my work, um, learn what I really liked in school and take that into the professional world.
0: So one of the important aspects of your education is how you relate your experiences growing up and you relate your experiences of going to architectural spaces, of homes, schools and you use those experiences and you build on those experiences when you're a designer. So for example, you know, you might have gone to a stadium when you were younger, or you may have gone to some kind of an event, or you may have gone to, to, you know, through a high school or something like this. And whether we know it or not, all those memories are sort of embedded in our consciousness, and they're memories that we share. So uh, when it comes to designing, what we're often trying to do is to translate those memories into, into a building and we're trying to build on those memories. So, Emily, you talked a little bit about uh, your experiences at school, you're interested in healthcare. How do those memories play themselves out in your education? What sure. do you do now?
1: Sure, sure. Um, well, first I'd like to like challenge you all to think of a memory that you've had, um, potentially your childhood home, and now think, would you be able to draw your spaces from your childhood home—that's architecture, like that's design. Someone made that home, um, and you've lived in it, and now it's embedded in your memory. So that's a really important part of architecture—is um, it, it really impacts every you, every person that walks through the building. Um, yeah, so what we're to... also doing
0: is building on those memories. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that we create a place? What you're saying is in a way we create a place where more memories, we can have more memories in the future.
1: Absolutely, yes. I am currently designing a school that hopefully will last 100 years. And if, if that's the case, then um, we've impacted so many students. They've been able to uh, take classes and they'll, I'm sure, will have at least some recollection of that building as they move through their life. So, yes. Yeah that's great thank you so we have our front conference room this is where many of our clients will come in um, and we'll have small group gatherings but we also have a large conference room I'll actually take you in here So in this space, we will have larger gatherings. Um, Again, it's very important um, both to our clients and our employees to uh, convey our work. So we actually designed this office here in Lincoln um, and we use this to pin up our work, have conversations, do presentations, um, both virtually and in person. Um, This project is actually on UNL campus. So this is the Scarlet Hotel. You should stay there sometime if you have the opportunity. <laughs> and then um, if we walk out here, we have a couple of hologram room spaces. So these are for individual employees to be able to take phone calls, meetings, be a little bit more in a personal space. And then welcome to what our open office is. We have about 20 people in this office here in Lincoln. Um, We have a huge layout table because drawings are still very large, so it gives us an opportunity to lay things out. We have materials that we'll lay out on this table. Um, And then another panel. So this is, we talked a little bit about iteration and architecture, and so this is an opportunity for us to do more um, work on seeing the different iterations and talking through them. And then if you come this way, this is the VR lounge that we had mentioned earlier. So give people a comfortable space to sit down and review projects in the model and actually put the goggles on and see what what those spaces look like. And then this space, we're located on Lincoln Mall. So it was really important to us to have a um, very nice view and a lot of natural light here working in this office. Um, it's both good for the track, um, health of the training employees training and um, it's just fun to, and, you know, take a break one one and look outside every once in a while. And then um, if you follow me over here. So, so the court is uh, I tell the entire team. We have our um, materials library. So, Currently, we have both interior and exterior materials in this space. Um, so, when we're going through and designing a building, we'll go through different samples and try to understand how they work together to create the aesthetic that we're going for, and the performance is important. Last but certainly not least, we have our gathering space in our kitchen, Um, we'll take a lot of lunches here, um, have group celebrations, um, just kind of our break zone, grab coffee, which is pretty important to myself, Um, and it's just a nice flow and transition of spaces uh, for the office.